goodness, it's podcasting day, and I'm so excited. And I know I say that every time, but I really, I always am, of course. But I'm extra, extra excited, of course, because uh, we are kicking off our summer podcast series of guests or whatever you want to say. And uh, I am uber, uber excited to let you all know that we have such a special guest here today. And I will also tell you before we even get into any of the plugs, by the way, Nikki, that there was you and one of my girlfriends, Hannah, that did the podcast with me last time when we had like a series of people and yours and hers were the most listened to podcasts. Like not even just like in general, I mean like guest wise, it was like all over, which is just really exciting and super fun. So yes, if you are new to the podcast, this is Rachel Vaught and A Good Girl's Guide 2 and you are obviously listening on Anchor, which is a free platform to listen to this podcast so make sure that you get it all up in the business if you love 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 free content if you love what we're talking about make sure to find me at a good girl's guide too on facebook instagram and tiktok um you can find me on all those platforms to continue the conversation and every monday night is free content that goes out on the facebook uh in as well if you are looking for a place to learn about sexual wellness and intimacy building you gotta be 18 years or older and you gotta represent feminine energy but you are welcome to be in that group where we talk about that stuff as well so lots of free content and a little bit furthermore, if maybe you're not ready to talk about intimacy or maybe you have done that kind of thing, you're ready to expand, whatever the case may be, make sure to message me about the empowerment classes. I've um, got one coming up this Wednesday, one coming up next month as well, so we can get you scheduled in, in that. It's a really great entry-level way to work on your personal development or even learn about what personal development is. Uh, safe space to do that online so you don't have to wear pants if you don't want to. But last and certainly not least, if you love hanging out with me or you love my message, uh, don't forget we do one-to-one sessions. This has been increasingly more common uh, for the people who are interested in working with me and it is beautiful because we do get to hyper-focus on your specific goals and really kind of just get that momentum going basically. So um, I've always mentioned that the easiest way to reach, reach me would be Facebook Messenger, but I don't have a preference. A good girl's guide to a Gmail is another way to reach me. So whatever you feel. And um, that's all I really got for myself. So as I mentioned, I'm going to go ahead and give us an introduction to an incredibly special guest and then let Nikki also just tell us a little bit about where to find her. So uh, this is my dear, dear friend. We tried to figure this out last time, but I don't even remember. All, all I know is that we met each other in my second year of college. So like 2006-ish because <laughs> I had not had my first kid yet. Uh, but I just adore you so, so much. Um, she was a guest back in December. So if you did not catch up on that podcast, then make sure you do number four. Well, I was going to say number 048, but it's 48. So back in December. Uh, and I guess, you know, I, I mean, I made an assumption, but of course that makes an ass. The, is that your pronouns? Is this you do she, right? My pronouns are she and her. That's yes. what I thought. I thought. I just want to make sure that I didn't miss any updates on that. So perfect. I'm glad I didn't botch that. So yes, please tell everybody about who you are and where they can find you. My name is Nikki Lavon and happy Pride, bitches. Yeah! <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. Um, it's Nikki Bitch. So it's I T Z N I K K I B T C H. You can find me on TikTok. Um, my Nikki has 4Ks on my TikTok with the same handle. Um, you can also find me on YouTube as Nikki Lavon. I don't know what my like username on there is really, but. And yes, my pronouns are she and her. And I would classify myself as a straight woman, mm-hmm. um, but trans. Yeah, yeah, straight woman and trans. And we're going to get into that a little bit of a conversation today. Um, so what did you had said? Something that just kind of sparked my memory already, but I forget. Oh, you're talking about uh, YouTube. I didn't know you were on YouTube. What do you do over there? 
I don't haven't really posted much on there. But were you, were you doing I mean, dirty? I started to kind of vlog a little bit about my like beginning of my transition, and then like a couple of my surgeries that I had. Oh. So kind of like an update on the surgeries that I've had. Well, I'll have to check that out. I didn't even friggin' know that. Okay, well, uh, thanks for that information. Make sure that you do go follow. Um, it's been, I mean. I'm sure everybody's journey is obviously very special and unique, but I just feel like I have been so lucky and fortunate to have like a front row seat to have seen it from obviously not day one, but prior to your transition and watching you just blossom into who you're supposed to be has been, it's just, it's, it's awesome. So congratulations. And I, I'm grateful that you are allowing me to be a part of this journey in any way, shape or form and to be here to tell Thank your story. You. So yeah. So tell everybody what you've been up to since we spoke last in December. Um, I've been doing work, um, <laughs> which is lame, yeah. just working from home. Um, so I did try out for that TV show, and I'm still waiting to hear back if I made the cast or not. Holy crap. Um, yeah, like each month they keep updating us like, oh, um, because of COVID, the producer or the network, um, they're still putting things together, but we'll let you know by this date. And then, so the last email said June 15th. I would hear something back after that date. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard anything and I'm going crazy because I want to know if I made the show or not. Yeah, for crying out loud. I'm broken poor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, being broken poor. That's, that's such, such a fun place to be. Uh, well, I'll be keeping my fingers crossed for you. I've been watching, so it makes sense to why I didn't really hear, if anything, because you haven't heard anything for crying out loud, but. I know. Uh, yeah. Well, that'd be really exciting. Okay. So, and then I did see, however, on your social media that you're, are you celebrating an actual, is it, was it an anniversary or just like a shout out for your relationship? So it is our like one year of like knowing each other slash dating. Mm -hmm. Like we went on our first date one year ago yesterday. Got it. Yeah. Huh? So we just considered that our like anniversary. Yeah, yeah, so now that we're talking about it, because, like, right before we went live, I had, we were briefly talking about your relationship, and we were, I was trying to sync up what I knew about that, and it's making more sense, because I'm pretty sure that the last time we did the podcast in December, which would have been six months ago, your relationship was still fairly-ish new, like, we weren't even really talking about the fact that you were in a relationship, that you had had them, so, oh, okay, how exciting and fun. <laughs> so, um... He's still around. <laughs> well, I'm good. It's good. I mean, I, I feel I feel fortunate to keep a man in my life sometimes too, so I get that. <laughs> uh, crazy. So, I don't know how he's sticking around. <laughs> well, because you're a hoot and a half, I'm sure there's more to it than that. But well, man, I am. So as you had mentioned, you said Happy Pride. I didn't even plan to have it be a podcast during Pride Month, but I am super excited that it did align for that as well. Um, for those of you that don't know, I mean, if you're ever listening or here, you probably do know. It is Pride Month all month long. What have you done to celebrate so far? Nothing. I've been a terrible person because I re haven't really done anything to, like, involve myself. Uh, well, I thought, you said involve yourself. I was say, does it really make you a ter terrible person to not, like, go out and be a part of that when you're literally living your life every day and trying to be prideful? True. Yeah. I mean, like, I just haven't participated in any of, like, the Pride events that have been going on. Mm -hmm. And usually I go out and do that, but I've just been busy with other things. And yeah. Were you able so to I last year? I that I have been out there. Did they have events um, last year in 2020? A lot of the events got canceled last year That's what from I what I remember. That's what I thought. And then this year they did it where, like, each day they have 
Um, so Capital City Pride, they have like a calendar on their website and it tells you like each event they're doing each day of the month of June and some are like viral or not viral, um, virtual. Right. And then some are like in-person stuff. So mm. I just haven't been able to go out to any of those events, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I was pleasantly surprised at the amount of people that were out and about for pride, like even in Omaha and Lincoln this year, I was, I wasn't nervous, but I, I kind of had some thoughts that maybe it wouldn't be as busy because we're coming from the tail end of last year, which was such a shit, shit show. So hopefully mm-hmm. people are having fun celebrating. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say that too. It's like, I almost sometimes feel guilty for being like a shitty ally because I'm sitting at home by myself instead of <laughs> painting my fingernails <laughs> and walking in the streets. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, I'm also fucking 35. Okay. It is better. Anyway. <laughs> So uh, what I had mentioned to, to Nikki right before we were coming on to the podcast today is that I was so grateful, and I, and I will say this, I'm going to preface this, is that you can always tell me, and I know that you would, but I'm at a place in personal growth as being somebody who currently identifies as a white heterosexual woman, um, social media in general has been such an amazing place for me to learn that I would have never had the access to I mean, like, I, and this is crazy because I always have considered myself an ally, but the, especially TikTok, I would say TikTok is the big thing because you probably can relate to this is like when you had MySpace and Facebook, that was very local. It was obviously your community and people you were meeting. And again, obviously when I, when we went to college, I was able to meet you through that, which was really great. And a lot of my good friends today. And then it's been that way. And then Instagram was kind of a shit show because I think that turned into to business so quickly that nobody really connects the way they should. But TikTok has been literally life-changing for me because I do see people who look like me, of course, but that's not really what I'm interested in. I know my story. And so the amount of people of color and people of the community, and any community really, has been so eye-opening that I just have these lists of things that I either want to talk about or I want to question. But like, especially for like with women of color, um, you know, I have kind of adapted that my current mantra is, is like, they're sick and tired of us white bitches. Like we need to stop asking questions and educate ourselves, and then go tell our white friends about that because it's not your responsibility to teach us. Uh, and at the same time, it's also kind of hard because it's like, but I don't even know what the information is and I don't know what the right information is and I don't know how to be a good ally. So it's like, it's very overwhelming from both sides. And so, like I said, you can always tell me like, get your shit together. You should be better than this, Rachel. And I will totally <laughs> accept it and go, I, I agree. That's why I'm asking. Uh, but I, I am hoping that, with this platform, we have the availability to reach other people who are potentially in the, the shoes that I am in that don't have that exposure. Um, and I just find it fascinating. I think that we're in such an exciting time about sexuality and identification that that's why we should be talking about it. You know, it's been in, this is obviously cliche to say, in the closet for so long, but such baby boomer generation of we don't change, everything is the same, we don't like that kind of thing or whatever. That's, I just think it's exciting. I don't know why people are like, scared of it I guess I don't know people are scared of change and I love that everyone is like very open about their sexuality their identity and more people are just more comfortable like expressing themselves now yeah and I do see that like on TikTok like everyone on there is such a great platform for people to just be themselves and be their authentic um self that they've been hiding I've seen people where they um post videos of them like you know, kind of like hiding themselves and then slowly coming out to the world and, you know, finding that confidence and they're building all these confidence because all these people are just so amazing and, you know, they're very uplifting. There's some people that are haters on there. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a profile and it was banned 
because I'm trans and I had posted a content um, about, you know, just being trans and someone didn't like it and they kept reporting it. And so there goes that account and I made a new one. So kiss my butt. <laughs> God, that's, that's the but whole I mean, point. I've been seeing a lot of, uh, you know, trans people be attacked in that way as well. Just some people just not willing to understand mm -hmm. what it is to be a trans person. Yeah. So I don't think that these obviously equate to the same level of anything, but I want to have this conversation about like, so like when I was growing up, you know, trans wasn't a thing yet. Like until I think the first mention I can maybe remember well, I would say probably college, honestly, like safe, the safe terminology around it and the actual truth of it. So when I was younger, it was, I actually talk about this in my parties right now because it was homosexuality was the big conversation, you know, and it was not that homosexual men haven't been around forever. It was that because of the AIDS pandemic, it was thrust into the, as a spotlight in the eighties and people couldn't deny it anymore. And then shortly after that, we learned about lesbianism uh, as a culture you know, in the late 90s and early 2000s, although lesbianism has been around for so long as well. Um, and right. then and then now we're into this wave of trans and all these other identi identifying factors and sexualities and so on and so forth. Um, again, it's not like not a comparison, but it's like, and this just reminds me because this TikTok, again, that I saw the other day was of a gay man who was stitched it with like a video of two younger gay boys, probably 12, 13, who were dating and they did a video and, and he was like, this is so beautiful and, and happy pride month and it gives me so much pride. But at the same time, sometimes it makes me so painfully sad because I did not have that growing up and he's probably mid 20. So he's not really, you know, like a 60 or 70 year old gay man who even, it was worse back then, of course, but do you feel like it's kind of part of that same similar process as like, obviously trans people have been around forever too, but it's now your time. It's now, it's like, you can't say anything other than the fact that we are here and this is our life and please just listen. Do you think that there is a larger shift happening for that? I feel that there is. I think um, trans people are slowly coming out and being more open. Um, I know like I'm part of like a support group and I know there are some people in group where they're not comfortable, you know, disclosing that they are trans or some are just like very open about the conversation if it comes up. Like if, you know, someone asks like, hey, are you trans? They'll talk about it. But I mean, there's a lot of like, um, there's the show Disclosure mm. on Netflix that came out and, you know, that kind of relates to a, a lot of trans people, you know, just ha knowing that right time to disclose, I guess, is kind of tough. Yeah. Um, on some people yeah and some people like me where I'm just like I don't give a fuck like I'm like I'm worried about my safety yes so I do disclose when I feel like I'm in a safe zone mm -hmm. with certain people mm -hmm. so if I'm like with a group of friends and we meet other people I'm like okay yeah I'm okay to disclose but if I'm like by myself and there's like a group of people I don't know then you know I'm a little hush hush about it until like I get to know these people um, so then they get to know me, not just know me because I'm trans. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, when it comes to like, when you reference like the, the young boys, um, you know, with their openly gay relationship where this person who was older didn't have that same feeling. Yeah. Like I think about it and I'm like, I wish I could have transitioned way younger mm -hmm. instead of like late in my thirties, you know? Yeah. 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 Like I knew how I felt back then, but I wish that I could have gone sooner into my transition than waiting, yeah. but I wouldn't get back in. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, everything does happen for a reason. 
And as we yeah. talked about in the previous podcast, so like when you and I met each other at the time, you were identifying as a a gay man. Yes. Yes. And that was just like, was that something that was just publicly your identification or was what you knew to be able to say you were and you weren't, didn't really have the wherewithal to even voice that you had trans identity yet? I think that kind of just fell into place because like I was attracted to men Mm -hmm. and I was in a male's body Mm -hmm. when I was publicly out. Um, So I, you know, I came out as a gay male, but really I was feeling a different type of way inside I just didn't know how to express that right until I met other trans people within the community yeah yeah yeah. that made me realize you know this is what I am it, this feels more at home to how I identify yeah. yeah yes that's what that's why I, the reason I asked that is because so it's twofold so one thing I had started to see an influx in my for you page was Native Americans speaking about two-spirit have you heard of that Mm-mm. So it's basically their reference. I don't think it's intersex. I think it's literally, I, it's, it, I think that the reason they call it two-spirit because it's neither. It's not intersex or trans. Is basically, I would suspect, like any person who's ever come on my For You page, it's basically androgyny. Like you can't really tell who or how they identify. And they just identify as both. It's just like, I, I just am who I am. And it's been more culturally okay. accepted, obviously, among Native Americans than it's ever been in Western culture for white people. Um, but with this, and then a second TikTok I had come up where it was a straight man having a conversation with his daughter and he, she asked him, have you ever found yourself attracted to a man? And he said, no. And she said, would you ever? And he said, no, I mean, I would never say no at this point. And she said, would you identify as bi? And he said, no, I wouldn't. I would still identify as heterosexual. And she said, well, I think even though I currently am not attracted to anybody, I think she was like seven or eight. um, She was like, I feel like bisexuality is how I should identify because I don't know yet. And that naturally I might progress to one or the other. And one of the struggles that I I go through is that I I can't say this because I'm not part of the community as far as I know yet, (laughs) but... Um, you know, most people say it's not a choice. I was born this way, which I agree. Like we are obviously born with a type of genitalia. Sexuality, I feel like is a little bit grayer area because like you had just mentioned, you identified as gay man because it was the only thing you had to identify to until the verbiage and the experience became part of your world. And I think that that's what TikTok is doing a really great job at, especially with toxic masculinity as we're finding, or at least I start to identify that I think that toxic masculinity is that I'm so scared of people identifying that I could be attracted to something other than femininity that I have to just be this toxic. And there's so many people out there that have varying shades where it's not even really about man versus woman and being attracted. It's just energy. That's all that it is. I agree. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. I see that a lot. That that gives me a little reprieve, honestly, because like I said, like sometimes like literally thinking about it, I would have small anxiety because I'm like, this is not your place (laughs) to question. You know what I mean? And it's not from a negative standpoint of I think you're wrong. You you weren't really born gay. You just don't know yet. Of course, I would never say that. But I think that if we kind of shift into that conversation a little bit more it's more freedom for everybody because I don't necessarily, I mean, for myself, like when I talked about it, I would say I'm 99 or 98% heterosexual. I can't say I've never been attracted to a woman. I can't say that I still don't look at women and say, Oh my God, she's gorgeous. She's beautiful, whatever. But again, I'm like, yeah, but you've always been heterosexual and you've always been with men. So you don't have a place to say, but I think that that's what we're leaning into is just like, I think I'm allowed to question. I think I'm allowed to be attracted Mm -hmm. to that person. Even if it's not traditionally what I would have been attracted to prior. Mm. I agree. Mm. And then there was this thing that I came across and it was like, um, 
it's like defresh 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 oh my god well how do you say that fucking word what which one <laughs> differentiating um like the difference between oh differentiating identity yeah, yeah and gender identity yes yeah and i think like that it was like a, a big eye opener for me just because i'm like yeah like i have always had to identify that's this because that's how i always felt but now i get it like I was always like a woman inside, so I was always attracted to cis men mm-hmm. who acted more masculine. Right. Who came off like heterosexual. So I felt like I was a straight woman, mm-hmm. which I am now. Yeah. And because I was in the wrong body at the time, I classified as gay male. Yeah. But yeah. I think like now everyone's just like more open to, you know, sexuality and identity that they're kind of able to put the difference between it now yeah. versus where we didn't really have an education back in the day where we kind of just like assumed what we were, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What we had the words to acclimate to that experience. I would agree with that entirely. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so what you're talking about, like I kind of wrote the same word twice, but what I have a, kind of a question about is just what you had just said, because like when I, when like I see these things, like there's this trend right now with masculine lesbians and swimsuits on TikTok. I'm like, damn, that's, that's, it, it revs me up a little more than I expected it to, Rachel. But my point is this, that like the conversation <laughs> I've been having is that, um, recently I, my opinion is, is that there, the masculine versus femininity needs to be that there is no verses anymore. It's just as a certain percentage of myself that I identify as masculine versus feminine, just as an example, like, you know, with Tony likes to cook and I do not. So does that mean my husband's feminine and I'm masculine? No, it means that he likes to do that thing and I like to do this thing. And so we're really starting to reshape what those two things mean. But when we can really understand that each body houses both energies or has the capacity to do so, which is even more important when we talk about toxic masculinity, because these men necessarily don't have this idea or availability that they can tap into nurturing and kind and caring or whatever, but they really can. They're just too scared to do it or open up that vulnerability. So when we can live within that, then we don't have to pick a side. Like I don't have to wear curly hair every day and I don't have to have my eyelashes on every day. Uh, But I also don't have to feel like somebody's telling me I don't, I'm not being myself if I'm wearing my husband's shirt and shorts, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I get oh, one question I had before I forget. So one thing I did come across, I didn't even Google it, so I'm sure I could have, but um, I just wanted to have, I wanted to ask you, I had seen on the FYP that, are there more different new pronouns that are out right now? I think a lot of people um, are either she, her, um, him, his, they, them. They, them, yeah. So I see a lot of non-binary people coming out as non-binary. Yeah. So that's where the the pronouns that I've seen, where they're either um, going as they, them, or she, he, kind of just depends on how they are. Yeah. And I'm kind of learning more about, like, my non-binary folks as well. Because at first I was a little like, wait, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Because, like, I mean, yeah, they fall within, like, the trans community, and I was just kind of like, well, what, so, so, so tell the listeners how you would describe it. Um, I guess a friend had told me how they felt because they are in that situation because mm-hmm. um, they are non-binary. Um, so they had kind of explained it to me in the way where like one day I wake up and I will feel feminine. 
so I'm going to go by she, her today. Um, or I wake up this next day and I feel more masculine, so I want to be more he, him. Mm-hmm. And then there's days where they just don't have that, like, euphoria, and they're just, like, they, them, you know? Mm-hmm. So it kind of just, like, depends on, like, how they're feeling that day. Because um, I know, like, with gender dysphoria, for me, like, there's days when I wake up, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so dysphoric today because, like, I don't feel very feminine. And I feel like as a trans woman, I need to be able to fit that mold, right? Mm-hmm. Versus where they may have not, like, really have that kind of feeling. I gotcha. So, so like, for yours, which is not ironic, because so what you really do is you're feeling like a woman. You're feeling inadequate. You're feeling like you're not showing up like you're supposed to, which is exactly yeah. how we feel all the time. So, oh, my gosh, I'm so grateful you're in our club, essentially. <laughs> um, but when you talk about, like, non-binary, then, so is that – I know, you again, you can't speak to it because you don't identify per se, but – it, for them specifically, it's just kind of bouncing back and forth between the energies, whereas you and I always almost operate from feminine and we feel like we're lacking to be feminine. Is that kind of what it is? I would say so. Gotcha. That's like my interpretation. Interpre- interpretation. <laughs> interpretation of it. Yes. A <laughs> girl, I can't speak today. Ugh. That's okay. I do it all the time. Okay, so that's really cool. All right, so do you feel like when you came out um, as a gay man, did it feel like you had a little bit relief? Or did you feel like something still didn't quite feel right? Like, how did you, if you can remember? I've always felt like something wasn't right. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the men that I was attracted to, some were, like, either attracted to me for an extent, and it was, like, a closeted relationship. Right. Whereas I wanted to be, like, public with my relationship and you know, like introduce them to my group of friends because I have a big, you know, group of people mm-hmm. that support me. So like something was missing, something didn't feel right. And then even like as a trans woman now, sometimes there's men out there who only want to date you in the closet because mm. you're trans. Even if you're like fully trans, like, okay, for me, I'm fully transitioned to where I want to be. Right. Every trans person has a different... Um, like when they say they're fully transitioned, it means something different for them. Sure. Um, so I can't speak on their behalf, but on like my behalf, I would consider myself fully transitioned because I've already had my confirmation surgery. Um, I had my breast augmentation that made me feel more feminine and where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And there's still like men out there um, that I would be interested in too, who would be interested in me but just behind closed doors right? because they didn't want to be exposed as they were dating a, a trans woman right? because they were afraid to be called gay or, you know, yeah, something other than heterosexual because apparently if you date a trans woman, you're gay. <laughs> yeah. Nobody can see, but we're both rolling our eyes over here is what's happening. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, it is, it's, just, it's, it's almost infuriating. And I know I can't, I can't even touch that to where it has to be for you, but it is, it's just asinine ignorance because it's like, why am I good enough for you behind closed doors? This is obviously about you and not about me because obviously I have come up to your standard of what a woman needs to be, but publicly it's not good enough for you. So what, what's your problem? You know what I mean? That's. Ugh. And Woo! it took me a while to realize it wasn't me. It's them. Yeah. And then, you know, when I was identifying as a gay male, I was like, yeah, there is something missing. 
So, I mean, like, I am me, but this is the next step for me. And do you feel like then in that, that, in that headspace, do you feel like when you were in relationships that were closeted that you took on a lot of that yourself because, like, you thought it had something to do with that, like, when it was not fully working yet until now that you're a woman and you're like, oh, now all the pieces fit. So, duh, makes sense. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I used to beat myself up about it inside, you know, Mm -hmm. just thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, So, because you had also mentioned, too, like, so when, even as a gay man, you primarily were dating a lot of what people, these people would consider themselves heterosexual men out, right? Is that accurate? Correct. Yeah. So, all along, this is just beautiful to me, because all along, it was like, not that I would question this, but I want to point this out for other people who are listening. You never wavered. It wasn't like you were questioning, oh, well, maybe I'm kind of interested in other gay men. It was never that. It was that you were always drawn to this heterosexual type of energy. Is that accurate? I would say so. That's so powerful. There was, like, some gay men that I've, like, hooked up with in the past, but, like, there was just that vibe wasn't there for me. Mm -hmm. Like, after the hookup or, like, you know... After several times, you're just like, oh, I'm more attracted to this. Yeah, yeah. Which was the hetero cis men for me. Yes, which again, it only boils down to energy because there can be there can be people who were born with female genitalia or however you define that, people that are listening, um, who have then transitioned into men who then have mm-hmm. that energy, right? So it's just, it's all about energy. It's all about energy. It has nothing to do with these skin suits that we're carrying around, except how everybody else has told us that we had to identify to feel that. Because I, I would say, you know, like for somebody who may be listening, they say, well, what do you, what did you need to do breast surgery for? What did you need to do bottom surgery for? If you felt like you were a woman, why didn't you just identify? It's the same thing for me. Do I feel feminine when my breasts feel a certain or look a certain way? 1000%. When I look at this clothing and that hairstyle, 1000%. So I know it's like really asinine for me to sit here and go, it's really this simple, but it's, it's obviously not. And we're, you know, I was born in 85 and you're younger than I am. So you have all these people 86 and above that don't get it, won't get it, can't get it. I mean, there's people in our age range that won't either, but I just hope that it, it picks up a little bit quicker. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, that's why I'm open about like being trans and just sharing that information to other people mm-hmm. and hopefully they will understand it better yeah like you don't have to get it but you should respect the information that i'm giving you absolutely and just respect that person yeah regardless if they're trans or not yeah because at the end of the day it obviously has zero effect on you I ain't coming after your husband i ain't interested in you so why does that matter and, and ultimately, I mean, I know the answer. It's what I've learned through personal development is just like you were talking about, we're talking about these other men that you had dated. It's, it's a problem with them. They think that we're living our lives in some accordance that doesn't align with them, even though it has no intrinsic value or negativeness in their life. They have to preach us to us that we're not doing it correctly. And it's just so sad. Yeah. <sighs> Dislike. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, I was going to say, hopefully, you know, 10 years from now, it's just like people listen to these types of conversations that we're having going, who the fuck were we? Like, what was wrong with us? Like, I just don't even get it. And hopefully we will, but. You know, I'm seeing more companies, like corporate companies with diversity and inclusion, like programs now. And I think that's helping a lot of other people understand. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we needed back in the day, more diversity and inclusion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that we're able to have that kind of network now. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, for being, you know, colonizers and stealing people's land, white people had a lot of, a lot of learning to do, to say the least. <laughs> but I think it's, you know, like, as we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, like when I was younger, it was homosexuality and black people was really the top of conversation when it came to diversity and conflict, really. And then today, obviously, um, everything you talk about all people of color all people of religions all people of sexuality and identifying factors of that regard it's like a wave of everybody is finally in the best way possible like i i want my story heard and i want it to be accepted and i want it to be respected just like you had just mentioned and in all human decency i don't understand why we can't you know we have way bigger things to be arguing about except oh you just want me to call you her no big deal let me, I might want to write it down in my hand because I might call you he because I'm an ignorant piece of shit and I can't get over my own self. But let me write it down and let me try again. How about that? How about that? Can you, Let me just try again. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, what would you say is the biggest change in your world being you now versus when you were not? You know, it's an amazing feeling to just walk around in public by myself and just be identified as a woman. Um, when I meet strangers um, at the store and, you know, just hearing, hi, ma'am, nice to meet you, you know, like just hearing that pronoun over and over, like what I've been wanting my entire life. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's a good feeling to just have that and being able to be out at work as like a woman and not being judged because I am trans and, you know, just in general, being able to be the woman I was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> You've said this like three times, so I'm catching on to it because I'm referring to a time where you were a man, but it sounds like the, the better verbiage would be to just refer to the fact that you were trans, which would classify the fact that you were born a man, but now are a woman. Is that right? I agree. Okay, cool. Thanks. I'll write it down. <laughs> Okay. That's for me anyways. Sure. Some other people may think differently, but that's how I feel. Yeah. But it makes sense because then we're really kind of only hyper focusing on your past identity that wasn't you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Good. All right. So really great information rolling out here. I hope that people are enjoying this and really understanding. Uh, what would you say to generations that are thinking of having children or have young children at home what are some ways like you know like I struggle with us like sometimes I try my best not even to, to say she to Olivia because I just don't want to implant that into her brain that <laughs> see I just sometimes I like just try to make it as generic as possible or just refer to her as Olivia so she can make that decision but I definitely feel like I fall short and I have two boys that I already pre-programmed so what are some suggestions you think that parents can do for their young ones I don't know. I know. I, you know, um, by the way, Nikki does not have children, so that was really just like, I just <laughs> dropped that right on her. <laughs> you know, like, our world is still where they have, like, gender reveal parties, mm -hmm. and, you know, they, they still have their kids, and, you know, they're all, everyone's referencing to their kids that he, she, you know. Um, I think the biggest thing is, like, if your kid comes out to you, maybe be more receptive to it and just kind of like listen to them and hear them out and not just be like, well, you need to be a she because you are, you were born a girl mm -hmm. or you are a boy. So you are a he. Yeah. Like if they're coming out to you and, you know, saying, Hey, mommy, daddy, I think I am supposed to be this. 
maybe you should listen to it and kind of just like analyze it, hear them out. Yeah. If I would have had that kind of support, I think that I may have transitioned a lot sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Cause as you had mentioned, like, um, like when we were talking about like these influx of people, everybody's identifying something that's really just not heterosexual <laughs> anymore. And that's okay. That's okay. Or man and woman, I guess in that regard as well. Um, but I think that, oh, I totally squirreled myself out of what the hell I was going to say. I don't even know. What were we just talking about? You're talking about like trying to be inclusive in the house, I guess, basically. But, um, right. I don't remember what I was, I was struggling with on that one, but, um, children coming out. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the influx of people, I finally circled back to it. Right. So I don't think that it's, um, an anomaly that we do have more people having these conversations because I think that is just what it is. Number one, there's representation. You see yourself and other people and it's not just these white people that we used to see all the time. Uh, but number two, it's just having more fluid conversations or I, I mean, I think it really comes down to the representation in all honesty. You see like Netflix shows that, you know, it's, it's so many stories and so many people and all that kind of stuff or whatever. So it's easier for children to question at a younger age, whereas previously they were really expected to fit in one side or the other. And we only had two options, so it's easy to shove people into one side. And it's so much different now, um, for sure. But I also think that, like, just this decline of a traditional role in the house about what it means to look like or be a man or a woman, as we were just talking about, like, with the cooking and stuff, right? I think that it's also easier for children then to question because boys, quote unquote, uh, would have naturally assumed to be more like their dad, but it's really not that. It's, it's children with masculine energy would then rotate toward, closer to dad and then the same thing with feminine energy. And then when there's fluctuation in the house and you have such a variety of all that coming from both parents, then children really get to go, oh, where, where do I want to fall? Where should I be? How should I represent myself? Uh, and that's, it's freeing for everybody. We get the best out of everybody when we can really just operate from who we want to be. Yeah. Mm. I would agree. Sweet. Cool. All right. Well, anything else that you feel like would be really pertinent to share? <laughs> I think. I don't have anything off the top of my head. <laughs> but if people have questions like feel free to hit me up I, yeah. I am so open to have conversation yeah with anyone I get like rant I'm like part of another trans support group um and they actually have like commercials on this on like Hulu and uh Pandora um but I follow this support group and you know there's some people that will just like DM me and be like hey I saw your your post in the group and I just wanted to reach out and ask you a question like mm -hmm. about your transition because um, I'm kind of feeling this way like how did you how did you do this do that so I mean like I'm happy to share my personal experience yeah. on like a side conversation with someone if they want to yeah everyone's true, yeah. even though everyone's transition is a little bit different but I mean it's a place to start I possibly relate to you so yeah it's a place to start for sure and yeah. if I mean if they're reaching out like they mo most likely don't have anything at home that they can relate to to be able to get that security or comfort or experience or exposure or whatever so that's you know I think one of those other things that's brilliant about when social media works in the best way possible because it does allow for us to connect and see our stories where if you're living in a rural city that's like 150 plus people and it's all white, you know, you're, you're very limited to that. And 
stuff like that saves people's lives. It allows for them not only to live their full life, but literally save it. So I think that's pretty magical that you extend your free time to be able to have those conversations with people. That's a big deal. I try. Yeah. I'm trying to be a nicer person. <laughs> a nicer twat. <laughs> yes, yeah. You can't ever lose that side, of course, because that's who you are. Who you are. It just makes you fun and spunky is all that it is. That's all that it is. Oh, goodness. Well, I feel like it was a really great conversation, and I do hope that people will, you know, whatever it takes, whether it is that you message Nikki or you message me, um, you know, like, maybe it's a stair step. Maybe you're only ready to message your straight white friend first until we get you into a place that you're comfortable to ask those questions. It took me a while to be able to ask Nikki some of these questions, you know. It's it's just that. You have to find somebody that you feel like is going to be a safe ally for you to be like, listen, I feel insignificantly undereducated about this and um that's where we start you we were just talking about the fact that we none of us did anything for pride this month except for this podcast right here um but i will say <laughs> i'll say like so like you know the company that i work for they they end up doing a bunch of like rainbow themed product and while i do get it i don't ever market it because i feel like that's trash like you know like don't profit off of it you know go find something else to really make some change in there so that's all i'm saying is that you might not feel like you have the support that you need to get this education and information out, um, but do what you can until you can do what you want, I guess is how I would rephrase that. So whatever. I mean, I got a tattoo for equal rights on my leg way before you were fully Nikki. So I was rooting for your boobs is all I'm saying. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so fantastic. Good. All right. So I'm going to uh, let let you go ahead and tell them one more time, not only where they can find you, so replug yourself, but any information that you had about like those groups, those support groups, where can they find that if they were looking for that? Yeah. So there's a Facebook group on Facebook, duh, uh -huh. and it's called Trans Women Support Network. Right now, there's like over 8,000 people in this group, and it's like all over the world. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome. Um. You can find me on TikTok. It's Nikki with four Ks, Batch, B-T-C-H. <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram. It's Nikki Batch. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on YouTube, but I don't really have very much. But I kind of talk about my um, transition. Mm, yeah. So, the, so if you want to know surgeries I had, it's yeah, on there. and I would I would highly recommend checking that out. By the way, I think we may have briefly touched on this on the previous podcast that that was kind of um, I got to be careful about my words because I don't want to say things that are like I was just curious how that process would happen and learning about specifically I think it was learning about female to male transition because of the way the testosterone affects the clitoris and the engorging and the longing of that or whatever. It really was poignant for me as an intimacy coach because I mean as somebody who doesn't own a penis and I don't really get that close to them okay <laughs> um I was never aware of how similar the bodies really were you know it's just probably because one hangs outside the body and one's inside the body they're, they looked very different but they're not they're very very closely related especially when you talk about like g-spot stimulation versus prostate that's what we did talk about last time identical pleasure buttons just slightly different areas of the body like I can't believe we're arguing about this. That's why I think it infuriates me is that the more I learn how closely related we are, I just don't know why people are so angry about it. Just accept it already. <laughs> okay. So just have fun. Right? Just, just wave my it. magic wand and try. I solved it all. But you're right. I think that's what it boils down to is so part of the um, 
journey into this was like I there was this guy who's on TikTok and he is homosexual and he said that he was straight passing for so long that he learned about like all the shitty shit that cis men do or heterosexual men do and he was really kind of like that was what his page is about is educating especially women like you don't have to put up with low level bullshit and this is why they do that but there was so much education about the hidden homoeroticies that men do like growing up and and you know like and we know like surface level stuff like slapping each other in the butt and that kind of thing and during football games but the deep stuff that you're like Okay, you're either gay or you are seriously interested in penises and are super embarrassed about it. I don't understand why we're not having this conversation. So (laughs) it was a really eye-opening account. But as we talked about, I think bringing this full circle, the more people adopt femininity in their life, the better off we're going to be. And you're just a shining example of how beautiful that's been because it was innately who you were was to be feminine and how wonderful the world is to have you as you are like this. And I just just keep sh- spreading all whatever you're doing over there and make all men cool. Okay, that's all I'm saying. There's a lot of pressure <laughs> for your shoulders, I'm sure, but uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're doing it. We'll do it together. I'm just saying. I, I mean, well, whatever. One guy at I'll a time. Work. One guy at a time. I'll work my magic. Yeah. Well, you've got it. It's obvious. Hello. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I thank you so much for your time. I thank you for your openness, as you had mentioned. Um, It's really a gift for me to be able to have this access and opportunity that I wouldn't if you wouldn't allow me in your world. Um, I truly hope and pray that other people get as much as I do. I know that they do. Otherwise, they wouldn't be listening, right? So um, I have to reach out to you, ask any questions, and we'll have you back for another podcast if you're open for it, especially if you hear back about that reality show so you can let us know where you're at. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. Awesome. We can do a part three. That's right. Damn right we will. That's for sure. Maybe maybe <laughs> next Pride, not be before Pride. So, um, yes, I thank you all so much for tuning in. I let you know at the beginning of the podcast how to get in touch with me, of course, as well. Uh, I will make sure to put Nikki's information in the bio so you can follow along on her journey uh, and do because it's just magical and so much fun. And, like, uh, this might even be uh, a little bit insulted for me to say, Nikki, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um She's in Iowa. I don't know if we even mentioned that in the last podcast, but like, not to say that, of course, again, people like on the coast and famous people that have this exposure to their journeys don't matter. But I think that your story does matter a little bit more. I, I really do. Because we people in the Midwest, you know, like, we get a lot of slack for being ignorant little pieces of shit anyway, sometimes. But there are important stories all over the world and right here in your hometown and home state. So you know, that just is, it, it brings me more pride to be able to, to know you through that and not have to only digest information through reality TV kinds of things. Your story matters more. So thank you for sharing with us. And thank you for having me. Yeah. And I'm happy here. Yeah. Anytime, anytime. Well, I'll be stalking on the book of face to see what's going on in your relationship in the meantime. Uh, but any other parting words before we wrap this up, girlfriend? No. <laughs> This time your kitty cats did not play all over like crazy. So that was. <laughs> Pablo is literally just laying here staring at me. I'll show you. <laughs> that was so funny because on the last podcast, they legit were like pitter pattering around. Look at him. Look at him. Is he got his paws crossed? Yes. Oh He's like, mom, are you seriously doing a podcast again? <laughs> <laughs> He's so fancy. Look at him. Fantastic. All right, friends. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. Let us know. Uh, screenshot this. Put it in your story. Tag me so I can tag my good friend Nikki. 
uh, so we can share how far we can get that story across. And thank you so much for being here. It was uh, such a pleasure, and I look forward to the next time we can do it again, and I'll wrap up and tell everybody to wash their hands. No, I got the whole order wrong. It's to stay happy, stay healthy, and to wash your hands. I don't even know my own fucking tagline. All right, bye-bye.